Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Product Marketing Life Podcast, brought to you by the Product Marketing Alliance. I'm your host, Mark Cassini, Product Marketing Manager at Jobber. As part of this series, I connect with PMMs all over the world about various product marketing topics. Before I get into this week's guest, let me tell you about our sponsor, Closed. Closed helps product marketers uncover the truth about why they win and lose. Research shows that companies that perform a comprehensive win-loss analysis program have seen up to a 50% increase in win rates. As product marketers, we know you have a lot on your plate. Let Closed help. With our world-class consultants helping to design and execute effective win-loss programs and our proprietary software that integrates with your CRM, we're here to help you start winning more. Closed is offering a free buyer interview for PMA listeners. Go to www.closed.com slash PMA free interview. That's C-L-O-Z-D.com forward slash PMA dash free dash interview. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Elin Pei, Director of Product Marketing at Teachable. Elin has over 11 years of experience across the B2B and B2C SaaS, IoT, CPG, and consulting spaces. She spent much of those 11 years building successful product marketing functions from the ground up. In her spare time, she's also a tech and product marketing career coach, helping high-achieving individuals find and land their dream roles. Considering Elin has a side hustle herself, it makes total sense that she works at Teachable. At Teachable, Elin and her team help to build products that transform experience and know-how into thriving businesses. Teachable is the go-to platform for creators and entrepreneurs to build online courses and coaching products that reach students around the world. Currently, Teachable has over 100,000 creators on the platform with sales topping $1 billion. During our conversation, Elin and I covered how anyone can make the transition into product marketing, even without prior product marketing experience. We also discussed the differences between what being a product marketer means at different companies, whether they're B2B, B2C, SaaS, a startup, or a mature business. All right, with that out of the way, let's get into my conversation with Elin now. Hey, Elin, how's it going? Really well. Thanks so much for having me here. Thanks so much for joining. Super happy to have you here. So before we get into the meaty questions of our conversation today, I just want to uh, ask you a very simple question or something I ask all my guests, and that's if you could just give us a quick overview of your career so far and what it is you do at Teachable. Absolutely. So I'm going to first start off by kind of walk you through my career journey. I think that will give you more context for some of the conversation we're going to have later. Um, so ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to create change in the world. You know, that's like, a dream, right? Like everybody says that, but I really wanted to do it. And I thought the best way to do that was being an engineer. So, you know, my career path was really trying to be an engineer, change the world by creating things. So I went to engineering school and even did a master's engineering in city planning and started a journey there actually working as a transportation planner, trying to change and improve our cities. And then basically after about five, six years working as a transportation planner, uh, as in a consulting capacity, um, I realized, you know, there were some things that are missing. And what I really enjoy doing are things that are a combination of creativity, but also, you know, with an analytical mind, sort of like the left-right brain combination, and also the strong empathy for customers. And I think that's something that made me really good in my job, but it was lacking some other components. And so I went to business school and like a light bulb moment, you know, came up in my head. And I was like, wow, marketing is the place where I want to be. That is really where I want to focus on my career. And from there, I kind of wanted to, I started a journey really to pivot into marketing and specifically product marketing. And as you can imagine, someone in my background where I had zero marketing expertise or anything, it was a very difficult journey. And I had a lot of rejections in the beginning. 
but um, kind of overcame that. And from there, got my first break at Autodesk. And then since then, have worked at three startups. Um, I've worked at a late stage IoT company, or early stage legal tech B2B SaaS company. And right now, at a, I'm at a sort of a mid-stage startup uh, in the ed tech or creator economy space, which is at Teachable. And that kind of brings me to the next part, which is what I do at Teachable. Um, basically, my role right now is really focused on developing a strong product story to grow our customer base, as well as retaining our product. So both, both really from the acquisition perspective, as well as the retention perspective and being the bridge between the marketing and the product team. And I'm sure you know, right, that's, to me, that's one of the most important functions of a product marketer is creating that bridge and aligning the two teams together. And I have a shameless plug. I'm actually hiring on my team. So if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> apply and find me online. That's great. Thanks so much for sharing that with, with myself and our listeners. I think it's always so fascinating to hear the different backgrounds that very successful product marketers come from. I think you're the first one I've heard come from that city planning uh, field, which I think is fascinating. I'm sure we could talk about that for hours, but I definitely can understand how someone in that kind of role would need to, or at least want to come at it from this creative perspective, but be very held back by a lot of regulatory roadblocks, um, you know, red tape, bureaucracy, which I'm sure as someone with that passion for being creative and balancing that left brain, right brain, as you said, would be uh, maybe frustrating to put it mildly. Um, so I can definitely see how the desire to find yourself in a role like product marketing, where you are doing that balancing pretty much every day, uh, it would be a, a good fit for someone such as yourself. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it's probably a feeling that a lot of individuals, whether they're in the public sector or not, feel. And, and this is why so many people are migrating into product marketing right now, which is great to see. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, on the topic of, you know, being creative and balancing that left brain, right brain, but more specifically on the subject of balancing, I mentioned in your intro that not only are you busy working full-time as a director of product marketing at Teachable, you also have a bit of a side hustle yourself as a, a career coach. So I'm curious with someone who has that full-time responsibility at Teachable, how do you balance the work that you're doing as a product coach? And uh, if you would mind at the same time, just letting your listeners know what you try and help your clients with um, as they pursue careers in different fields. So I'm going to actually start with the second part of your question to talk about, you know, what I'm actually doing. Um, so during COVID, actually, a lot of people I know, unfortunately, got laid off, right? Like a lot of us, um, you know, experienced. And I just want to do something to help people. So um, I started helping my friends, you know, coworkers with job search and, you know, and I became actually very successful and I was able to get all of them jobs. And so somebody suggested maybe you should consider that as a side hustle and a passion project. And I was like, that's a really great idea. And basically since then, I have been committed to helping people uh, figure out what is it they want to do and then how to find the role that really want, help them land the job and also growing the role. And I'm specifically focused on product marketing as well as adjacent roles related to product marketing. And now to kind of answer the first part of your question, which is how do I find the balance? And I think that's where it's super important, the company like we're all at, right? So being at Teachable, that is super important for to help me kind of find that balance because as you know, our mission, right, is really to support people to really 
share the knowledge right with the world through courses and coaching, which is actually what I do right as my side hustle. So I think that alignment of value and mission is super important, and also one of the reasons I choose to come to Teachable. Um, I think the other part of this is, you know, in terms of balance, is just that being doing my side hustle actually helps me with my daytime job, right? So as an example, when I run my own side hustle, even if it's side hustle, right, I still have to think about what is my business, what is the value I'm delivering, right? What's the value prop, and how do I actually reach out to customers, right, in an authentic way that's actually delivering value, right? Thinking about inbound marketing and things like that, um, and that actually through those experiences, I actually take it back to my own work, right? That helps me build empathy with my content marketing teams, with my demand gen teams and everybody else with our product teams. So I think that is really important. And the last part is just being like, uh, I have really strong boundaries. Um, so like every day I would block off certain hours, like in the evenings, right? That's where I work on my own side hustle, evening and weekends. Um, so just being really clear on how much time I'm gonna dedicate and ruthlessly prioritize you know, that's sort of like how I'm able to kind of do both things. I think that's great that you found yourself at an organization such as Teachable that is so supportive of you pursuing, you know, this, as you said earlier, this passion project and this side hustle, uh, uh, you know, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who wish their employer was as supportive as it sounds like Teachable is. So I, I'm very happy for you in that regard. What I'll also say, and I think it's worth re-highlighting is, you know, if you're someone who is looking to start their own side hustle or their own passion project, but still maintain a full-time job, leveraging that ability to say, hey, this is how this side hustle is going to help me in my actual day-to-day, -day, my, my full-time job, is a great way to frame and approach your employer and get their comfort with it. I think, you know, a lot of times people have this perception of side hustle as this thing they kind of like have to keep secret from their employer or that, you know, if they were to somehow get out to their employer, they might somehow be held accountable for that and it might hurt their, you know, career progression within that employer. But I think to your point, if, if you can say to them, hey, this is what I'm passionate about, this is what I'm going to do in my spare time, and this is how it's actually going to help me be a better, you know, product marketer or accountant or, you know, demand gen, whatever that role is, the employer is going to be much more willing to be supportive of it and maybe even support you um, in your day-to-day -to, -day to become better in your side hustle. So I appreciate you sharing, you know, how you balance that because I think there's some important takeaways that anybody looking to, to start their own side hustle or, or pursue a full-time career and work on the side um, can benefit from. So thanks for that. Absolutely. So getting a little bit deeper into your role as a career coach, I want to just ask you, and I'm sure, you know, you're interacting with individuals at various ages of their career journey. How do you help someone who's coming into that journey and wanting to get into product marketing, but doesn't necessarily have that experience to date? What are some of the biggest challenges and how do you help those individuals overcome those challenges? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I, I think, you know, um, to start off, uh, I want to share just like the type of people who generally come to work with me, right? Um, so these are really high achieving professionals, right? Who are trying to pivot into product marketing um, from a different field like myself, right? And, but they're just not able to get that job offer, right? Or break in to get to land that interview because of all their previous experiences that are not tied into product marketing. So I think when you have gone through that journey, you know, for a little bit of time and, and being kind of getting those rejections, right? It does a lot of things to you. And it's like, it's, it's not very encouraging. So I think I do two things. One is, first of all, giving practical advice on um, how actually actually going to land the interviews and get these offers, right? 
And I do that by really helping people understand what are your strengths and your values, right? It's not just about the job, it's who you are. And then finding the opportunities that actually aligns with you, with your strengths, what you're offering, whether that is your domain expertise, whether it's actually something you're good at, right? Maybe you're research focused or maybe you're sales enablement focused or something else, right? And pulling those experiences from your past, that's your strengths. And then really highlighting that throughout every part of your story that you're telling during the interviews, right? So that storytelling aspect, again, I think that's probably why I also work as a coach because that's my job as a product marketer. And then the other part is also building up you know, their product marketing skills in the process of interviewing and working with me is like when we're deep diving into a problem, you know, if, you're, if somebody's asking, how do you actually do a product marketing launch, right? A product launch. It's not just like, I'm going to do this, this tactical things. It's like, let's break it down, right? These are the different components of what a good launch is supposed to be, right? First, you really need to validate the problem. Uh, sorry, you need to validate the market, right? And then working very close to the product team to do that. So it's like research skills that you need, right? And then there's stakeholder alignment skills that you need. So maybe you've done that in your past, right? You just haven't done product launch, but you've done all of these different components that make up product launch. So then how do you frame all of those stories into something cohesive and compelling, right, to the employer? So all of those things that kind of help along from a technical standpoint. And then I think the second part is, just being there, be the cheerleader, right? And telling them that you can actually do this. And I have been through it and other people have been there too. So this is definitely something that's doable and you're gonna go get it, right? So like being that emotional kind of support. Um, so th- I think those are the two ways in which I help my clients. Yeah, and it sounds like based on what you mentioned earlier that you have been quite successful in providing that help. So that's always great to hear. Um, and, and I'm sure your clients definitely appreciate that additional level of help and support that you mentioned you offer, which is great. Uh, you know, what I will say is as you were talking, you got me thinking about, you know, the role of product marketing. And we often talk about, you know, being generalists. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many people, you know, yourself included, come from these diverse backgrounds because there is, like you said, kind of these skills that people develop throughout their career that might not necessarily be framed as a specific product marketing responsibility, but are very translation translatable between various functions and roles, industries, companies, so on and so forth. So, you know, what I would say to that is much like you just kind of suggested, even if you don't necessarily have hands-on product marketing experience, there's definitely at some point in your career where you've done some product marketing related things, if not those exact same things, just under the guise of something else. So I, I just think it's worth reiterating that yeah. there are no such things that, you know, maybe not no such thing as, but we often get hung up on these job requirements of having, you know, three plus years of experience and having done these things. Let's, like you said, like, let's reframe it through what are the things that you've done and how do those translate to those responsibilities and to those requirements? And people would probably be surprised at how well a lot of their experiences translate that into product marketing. So I agree with you there because product marketing is this kind of, depending on the company, sometimes it is a generalist role. And because people can come into it from so many different backgrounds, have you noticed a growing interest in product marketing yourself? I know I've seen a lot more product marketing roles being posted over the past, you know, year and a half, let's say, have you seen that as well? And if so, what do you feel is driving that interest in product marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely have seen an explosion of product marketing roles, you know, over the past few years. Um, and uh, especially actually this year, um, to be honest. And, you know, 
I, I, definitely, I don't have like actual research, right, to back what I'm saying, but I think from some of my personal experiences, I think, you know, at a startup level, first of all, there's a lot more startups, right? <laughs> uh, and, and then a lot of startups now, they have realized that, you know, in order to be successful, you need not a, just a content marketer who's going to write content. You need not only a demand generation marketer who, or acquisition marketer who's going to run a bunch of like campaigns and experiments for you, right? But you need somebody who's really at a strategic level first, right? To kind of understand who are we even targeting? What are their pain points, right? And then what are the messaging, right? We need to go after these people with and then work cohesively with them with the other teams, right? To drive the best results. And I think people start to understand that is the role of the product marketer. And so that I think has really, you know, helped this fast growth. Um, and I think there's one thing I want to like point out. There's one quote I actually, I read by Thomas Tagoons. He's a partner at, at uh, Redpoint Ventures. He actually wrote an article several years back about who should be the first marketing hire. And actually he phrased it as, what's the most common mishire in a startup, right? And that is not hiring a product marketer first before the other marketers. And I think, you know, just, I think a lot of thinking is also changing, right? At that level from a venture capital perspective. Um, so I think that's also helping drive that. Um, I think I can't say too much about the larger companies because most of my experiences recently have been in startups, but I feel like they have been established more so at the startups, right? At, at larger companies. I mean, at like Salesforce or Google and things like that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I appreciate Again, the insights based on some of the conversations and experiences that you've had, not just yourself, but with some of your clients. And, you know, obviously, no startups are the same. Um, there are very few that operate the exact same way as one another. There's obviously a general framework or approach that startups take. But like any individual, every startup is unique. So I'm curious with that in mind, for individuals who are, you know, looking to crack into product marketing, whether it's at a startup or an established business, what are some of the differences between individual companies that you think applicants should be aware of? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, you definitely mentioned like, you know, when we're thinking about where applicants should focus their energy on, right? So I think one, as I've mentioned earlier, is really alignment with uh, their values and interests and their strengths. I think that's most important. And then secondly is where they actually may have the most success. Um, so certain companies, um, are much more receptive to applicants with varying backgrounds, as well as no product marketing experience. So I know, for instance, LinkedIn is super supportive of that. Uh, HubSpot, right? Those companies on the larger side. And also I think startups are more supportive of that. Like I think th there's several reasons for that. One is because um, they are, um, they're, you know, they're in competition right, with larger companies. So it's generally harder to hire. So they just want more people, right? So they're usually losing out to candidates, um, candidates to larger companies. So they want to, um, you know, they, they're, they're open to different types of profiles, I would say number one. And I think number two is just the nature of the work as well. It's just, they want people who are really just like, if you have the traits, right, to move fast, get things done, and you have maybe some other competitive advantages like your domain exper experience, um, they're willing to take that chance on you because they're just more willing to take on risks, right, given the nature of startups. So I think that's where I would advise people to, you know, one thing is everybody, a lot of people come to me and they just start off with like, I want to get a job at Google, you know, <laughs> like Amazon and all of those companies. I'm like, 
that's amazing and you should aim high right but like there's so many other amazing companies right that are fast growing right that you should also consider so absolutely i've got a follow-up question on that and you know obviously whenever you're selecting a company there's inherent trade-offs so i think you can make the claim that by you know, choosing to pursue a startup, as you suggested, which I think makes a ton of sense for someone trying to get into product marketing for the first time. One of the trade-offs is that you don't have an established product marketing function or leader to bounce ideas off of, to take the lead from, to learn and ask questions to. So for someone who is really passionate about product marketing and is open to, you know, pursuing a job at a startup, but is also maybe a little bit worried about maybe, to put it lightly, screwing up in their first job or not having the right support that they need to, to make the right marketing or product marketing call rather. Um, what advice would you give to someone like that? Are there certain resources that they should explore, certain other areas where they can get that additional support that they might not find in the actual role itself? 100%. And, you know, I think that's exactly the reason why, you know, the product marketing alliance actually exists, right? I think a lot of people can find this as a great resource for connecting with other product marketers. And I think, you know, even if you're at a big company or regardless of the size of your company, right, you should be building relationships outside of your company and outside of your team. Um, I learned a huge amount of stuff just from connecting with people, you know, just on LinkedIn, right? Like finding out who you are from like the PMA, uh, you know, channels and all of that. So I think just reaching out to people uh, outside of your company is like my number one recommendation. Uh, and the other one is just being super, uh, curious about what other teams are doing. I think what makes you a great mark product marketer is actually understanding the needs of the other teams, right? So it isn't so much like here's a cookie cutter approach to how you do product marketing. It's listening to what your demand generation counterparts need, right? What does your content marketer team needs, right? What does your product team needs, what even yourselves, and then you deliver those things that's going to have the highest impact that benefits their jobs and add value to them. That's going to set the baseline for your success. And then from there, you can upskill, right? Uh, with like your, first of all, your own manager, uh, as well as ex external resources as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think one thing I'll just quickly add on to that, because I think that's such, you know, a, a great bit of um, recommendation and advice. Uh, what I'd like to add is, I think oftentimes when we see these individuals at, you know, these companies, whether they're big or small in roles that we want, we almost think, well, they're not going to have time for me. Like, they, why would they want to talk to me? I've, I've never worked at that company or in that field, or I don't have product marketing experience. And we immediately self-select, you know, but in, in speaking from a place of experience, I love talking to people, uh, whether it's through LinkedIn or on, um, you know, Slack through the PMA um, Slack community, uh, who just want to ask questions or who are curious about how I ended up in product marketing or how I ended up at, you know, my current company or how I ended up doing this podcast, for example. I think people are a lot more willing to to talk about themselves because um, as I think people love to, uh, to a certain degree, um, but also just like you said, um, help one another. So for anybody who's listening and thinks, well, you know what, no one's really going to have time for me. I think you know, based on what you, Lynn, you just said and, and you know, kind of what I'm saying now as well, those thoughts need to be removed from your head because people will make time if you, you know, if you ask for it. Um, so don't be hesitant to do that. So my next question here is, is more just a general question about any, you know, advice you can share with anybody looking to pivot into product marketing, any common mistakes that they should avoid or, or things that you've seen that you thought, uh, you know, might want to not do that next time you're applying for another role. Yeah, 100%. I can definitely share a lot of mistakes, mistakes I've personally made <laughs> as well. 
Um, I would say, you know, for people who are looking into uh, going into product marketing, um, the first one would be uh, apply for jobs, right? Like where you have uh, a competitive advantage and where you have something to show for, right? Like whether it's like domain expertise, as I said earlier, that actually aligns with your strengths and your values. That's super important. The number one mistake I see from people going in is like, you know, shotgun approach, applying to every single row out there and not hearing anything back, right? And like, and also losing the focus and spreading yourself too thin. So I would say that's number one, that's super important. And number two is just tap, tap your network uh, and build your network. Um, so of course, when anybody starts off with no network, right? Um, but don't be afraid of that. So it's like, if you have no network now, that's okay. It's time to build it. Just like outreach to people. When you see something interesting, when somebody posts something interesting, follow them, ask interesting questions. Uh, and then just you know send a LinkedIn message and say, hey, can we set up a chat, right? To learn more. Is this is not a direct like, hey, can you refer me right to a potential job? But like, just be curious. I think curiosity goes a long way into helping uh, build better relationships overall. Um, so I think that's the second point. And then I think the third part of that is then translating your experience, right? Like uh, a lot of people come in, it's like, oh, I have no experience whatsoever. But I'm like, well, look, look again, right? Like you have customer experience. Like let's say you're in sales or account management. That is an insane amount of customer experience, right? Um, or like somebody coming from maybe like a tech engineering background, right? Like you have an amazing amount of data analytics skills, right? So all of those things can be transferable into product marketing. So just like start reframing the experiences and using product marketing muscle actually to turn that right into the skills that's, that, that actually the interviews are looking for. So that's like my high level advice from a job search perspective. And then I think as people are starting out their jobs, um, I think there's a lot of discussions about 30, 60, 90 day, uh, you know, how do you build yourself up for success? Um, I really agree with advice of listening first, right? And understanding um, what different teams um, and different people on different teams um, are saying, like what are the priorities, what are the challenges? I actually would go a step further and say, you can use that as an opportunity to actually create your first project. Uh, create a plan based on what you've heard from other people and present it as the opportunities and gaps, right? Um, and that would be your first project. And that's how I did my first project is like, I talked to 40 people in the company and that actually gave me like really strong data points as to how our messaging is actually working, right? When you hear 20 people are saying different things, right? That there's something we need to fix there, right? And then I think that actually will naturally build your first project and, and allow you to create quick wins in a short period of time. Yeah, I think that's fantastic advice. And, you know, a couple of things that you said really resonated with me, you know, based on my own experience as well. And I, and I kind of want to quickly highlight them. The one is this idea of being curious. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, I've often been told um, by colleagues that I ask a lot of questions and I don't know if hopefully that's positive feedback. I'll take it as such if, regardless. Um, at least it keeps me going anyway. Um, and I think that's an important trait that a lot of product marketers um, need to inherently develop, um, whether it's prior to becoming a product marketer or during you know, you need to be a curious individual. And I think in the context of pursuing a role in product marketing, I would be over the moon impressed by someone during an interview without product marketing experience if they just asked really good questions that spoke to their ability to maybe not speak to hands-on product marketing experience, but at least have an understanding of product marketing as a field, as a function. What are the important questions that that individual would want to ask if they were 
you know, in the role on day, like you said, 30, 60, 90, what are those kinds of questions? And just by asking those in an interview, I think demonstrates that level of understanding um, and appreciation for the role that would help set maybe even someone with no experience apart from someone who has experience, but can't ask those same critical questions. So, you know, I think that idea of being curious is a super valuable skill that I think a lot of people pursuing product marketing jobs for the first time kind of forget because they're so desperate to show that, you know, they can compensate for that uh, hands-on product marketing experience in other ways. Um, and then, you know, full disclosure, you had that advice around, you know, looking and following people on LinkedIn and, and you know, contributing there. That's the whole reason why I asked you to be on the show is because I know you're, you yourself are quite active on LinkedIn and I, you know, I've seen some of your posts and have been really, um, you know, impressed with some of your insights and some of the information that you've been sharing. And, you know, had I not sent you a quick message, we wouldn't be here today. So, uh, you know, I think to a, a comment I made earlier, send the message, reach out, people are, are happy to connect. And, uh, you know, one day it could be about being on, a, I guess, on a podcast. Another day it could be, you know, a next job opportunity. Um, so always keep those kinds of uh, dialogues and, and conversations going and, and keep an eye out to follow people who have the same level of insight and, and expertise that you yourself have. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more there. And, and thanks for reaching out. <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad I did it. So we'll move on to my final question here. And you know, this is a question that I've been asking uh, my past several guests for quite some time. So I'll ask it to you as well. And that's, you know, if you could be a product marketer at any company in the world for any product or service, what company and solution would you choose and why? Great question. I, I definitely, uh, I took a little time to think about this. Uh, I would say Miro, um, M-I-R-O, uh, the company that does like a visual, like, you know, uh, whiteboarding. And I, I would say this because um, I'm looking around to see what tools I use most frequently in my life. And I use Miro on a weekly basis. And I think it's so important to a job of a product marketer um, because it allows different people to come together, right? And get results and just see things, the problems and solutions very quickly in a collaborative fashion. And I think that's where the future is going to go, right? Remote work is not going to stop. <laughs> and with more and more, like there's going to be a lot more uh, use for tools like this. And the second thing is I'm also a really big design thinker. Um, I like to use that methodology um, and apply it to product marketing actually as well. And I think of things as like always iterating, right? Like testing out hypotheses and iterating and then using empathy to generate insights. So I think that that whole, that sort of platform actually democratizes information and decision-making among teams and helps us to get a better outcomes using that sort of process. Um, so absolutely, uh, I would like to work here <laughs> at some point. Yeah, no, great, great show. And I think since the start of the pandemic, that's one of the biggest areas that I know I've heard you know, from my colleagues or just other professionals that they've missed is just the ability to grab a quick meeting room and whiteboard ideas and brainstorm. And I think to your point, Miro does a really good job of replicating that as best you can on, yeah. a, on screen. Uh, and, as and best as you can. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I can agree with you more. And I think as product marketers, we tend to be the experts in collaboration uh, internally across an organization. And such a critical part of that is the ability, like I said, to, to, to jump on a whiteboard and, and brainstorm and hash ideas out. So uh, I think you've touched on something that I know a lot of people felt like they've missed over the past, let's call it two years at this point. Uh, and yeah, I think Miro's doing a great job of filling that void for the time being. So uh, I, good choice. I, I agree with you. There. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right. Well, as I said, that was the last question. So this wraps up our conversation today. You know, I really obviously want to thank you for your time and for joining. I really enjoyed our chat. Uh, but before I let you go, um, just out of curiosity, if any of our listeners want to reach out and connect with you, maybe even um, reach out to you about an opportunity to have you as a, as a career coach themselves, what's the best way for them to do that? Absolutely. I think the easiest way to just find me on LinkedIn, as we talked about, uh, just my name, Ilim Pei, uh, that you see in this podcast title, um, that that would be the best way to reach me. Awesome. Well, I'm sure you'll have many takers, if not just uh, for the uh, career coaching, but also for some of the open positions that you mentioned uh, Teachable has at the moment. So uh, if you're looking to join a stellar product marketer and an even better product marketing team, I definitely recommend you to take a look over at the open positions on the Teachable careers page. Uh, and maybe you'll be one of the lucky few to uh, be able to work with Elin and her team over the next little while. So, well, yeah, that's it. So thanks so much, uh, Elin, for your time. It's been great chatting with you and I'm sure we'll, we'll chat again soon. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Uh, just want to shout out again for all the work you're doing here uh, for this podcast, for PMA, and just the community at large. Uh, again, yeah, we hope we stay in touch. And thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Thank you. Take care, Elin. For everyone still tuned in, thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please help us spread the word to other product marketers. Before we leave you to get on with your day, if you want to get involved, here are a few ways you can. If you're a product marketer and you want to come on the show and speak about your day, a specific topic, or your role in general, that's one option. If you want to flex your podcast hosting skills, being a guest host is another. And finally, if you or your company want to sponsor an episode, there's a third. Thanks again and have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are.